Good morning, everyone. Today is a beautiful day and we are learning about primary immunodeficiencies. Three things to consider when learning about primary immunodeficiency are first, the pathogenesis, second, the pathophysiology, and third, the clinical signs. How does that actually present in a patient? So without further ado, let's start. The first primary immunodeficiencies that we're going to learn is the George syndrome. So what is the pathogenesis of the George syndrome? In the George syndrome, there is a microdeletion at the chromosome 22Q11. That's very high yield. And what does that lead to? What is the pathophysiology? That leads to developmental failure of the third and fourth pharyngeal pouches. As a result, what are the signs on the patient? Due to the failure of development of the third and fourth phalangeal pouches, the patient will present with a lack of thymus. An absent thymus will lead to T-cell deficiencies. Additionally, there will be a lack of parathyroids hormone. And because they're like a parathyroid glands, that will lead to hypocalcemia. In addition, there are going to be some abnormalities of heart, great vessels, as well as facial abnormalities. The second primary immunodeficiency is severe combined immunodeficiency, or SCID. Again, what is the pathogenesis? Well, there are actually three different ways in which uh, severe combined immunodeficiency can occur. The first one is a cytokine receptor defect. As you remember, cytokine signaling is important in activation of B cells and T cells. If a cytokine receptor is not um, activated or is deficient for some instance, that will lead to an activation of the B cell and T cells, making them deficient. The second way we can uh, have a severe combined immunodeficiency is via an adosine deaminase deficiency. And this occurs when the ADA or adenosine deaminase is not able to deaminate adenosine or deoxyadenosine. See those two components, adenosine and deoxyadenosine, once they are deaminated, they're helpful in excreting the waste products. When the ADA is deficient, they're not able to help in the excretion of waste products and they accumulate inside the cells. And as a result, they lead to a destruction of the lymphocytes because they're toxic. The third way that we can have SCID is an MHC class 2 deficiency. You may remember that MHC class 2 is necessary for the CD4 plus T helper cells. Um, it is helpful in activating them, which then leads to cytokine production and differentiations of T helper cells into Th1 and Th2. If the MHC class 2 molecule is deficient for some instance, the CD4 plus T helper cells are not able to 
be activated and uh, not able to differentiate in the different subsets of helper cells leading to deficient T cells. So all that leads to a defective cell-mediated and humoral immunity. Cell-mediated occurs with the T cells and humoral occurs with the B cells. What does that look like in a patient vignette? This patient will present with higher susceptibility to fungal, viral, bacterial, and protozoal infection. The fungal and viral parts points to the T cell deficiency, whereas the bacterial and the protozoal part leads to the B cell deficiency. They will also have more susceptibility to opportunistic infections, similar to an AIDS or HIV patient, and they will have adverse reactions to live vaccines. Other signs will be failure to thrive, chronic diarrhea, and thrush. Treatment is usually isolation and the stem cell transplantation. The stem cell transplantation here is helpful because the hematopoietic stem cells would then lead to the production of T cells and B cells, which would then revive the humoral and cell-mediated immunity. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode as we continue to discuss the primary immunodeficiencies. deficiencies.